Hello and welcome to this podcast from NutraIngredients.com. I'm Stephen Daniels and I'm at Vita Foods 2009 in Geneva and very pleased to be joined by Professor Case Vermeer, who is from the Vita K Centre, which is at the University of Maastricht in the Netherlands. Now, Case, vitamin K is a significantly less well-known vitamin than the others like A, B, C, D and E. Can you tell us a little bit about it, please? Well, vitamin K is a vitamin, a fat-soluble vitamin, the function of which is exactly known. Uh, we know uh, the chemical reaction in which it, it is involved. Um, it activates certain proteins, uh, like blood clotting proteins, that's well known. Uh, they don't have activity if uh, vitamin K has not touched it. But there are more proteins like that. Uh, and two major proteins are osteocalcin in bone and matrix glar protein in the uh, vessel wall. And especially this matrix glar protein is a, a, a hot topic these days. It is the uh, most powerful inhibitor of soft tissue calcification presently known. And uh, it definitely needs the vitamin K to be active in that way. So vessel walls have only MGP to defend themselves against calcification. Which is the hardening, hardening of the arteries, which then leads to... Uh, atherosclerosis exactly exactly and um, if you know that in all people who don't take vitamin K supplements the MGP the matrix la protein is not activated for about 30% so 30% is inactive then you can realize that your protection against calcification against hardening of the vessels uh, is not optimal it's 30% less than optimal. And that has major consequences. Maybe not immediately if you are a very healthy person, but if you have also other uh, risk factors, oh, then it is uh, playing a, a major role. And in terms of um, intake of sufficient vitamin K, how many of us are actually getting enough vitamin K in our diet? Um, if you are taking, for instance, the Japanese food natto, uh, then you, I would say that you get sufficient vitamin K. Um, if you take green vegetables, then you get another form of vitamin K, which is K1, and that ga- goes mainly to the liver, and then the vessels don't benefit from that. Uh, you should take vitamin K2. And in the Western world, our problem is that almost the only source is cheese. Cheese is fat, animal fat, saturated fat, is not so healthy. So it's combined with not so healthy food. And that is why I recommend take um, curd, because curd is a form of cheese which has low fat. You can even have zero fat curd or take natto. And if you don't like like both, then take pills. And in terms of formulating foods, I mean, we're all talking about functional foods and fortified foods. How easy is it to to take vitamin K and then... formulate that into a food. Are there any issues? Does it affect the taste? Does it affect the flavour? No, vitamin K uh, doesn't have a taste as such. It is uh, either an oil or a powder, just uh, depending on the form which you use. Uh, Because it is not soluble in water, you don't taste it. Uh, One of the problems, of course, is for the manufacturer to to mix it uh, very well in the food, but that can be uh, solved. And um, it uh, stands 
boiling, for instance, uh, even 180 degrees centigrade, you can uh, uh, bake it, uh, fry it. There's no problem with that. Only you should uh, take care of oxidation because it's sensitive to oxidation and light, UV light. Okay, so in terms of the science, you've talked cardiovascular, you've talked bone health. There's also been a couple of studies that have suggested benefits for prostate cancer prevention or reducing the risk. Are there any other areas that you see in the future coming out? Um, yeah, maybe uh, cartilage diseases. Yeah, that is the, the, the first one now I, I would see, that uh, all diseases of the cartilage, so osteoarthritis, for instance. And I could imagine that these would benefit uh, also very much from uh, uh, vitamin K2. Thank you very much, Case. This was Stephen Daniels of Vita Foods 2009.